like, oh man, I don't know. The the seventh chapter, the last one is on giving generously. Right. And I share some of the stories of how we've tried to teach our kids generosity and charitable service and sharing and giving. And I think that's, I ended with that chapter on purpose because I think it's the most impactful to teach, to teach young people to, to look at the world as a place to be a giver of abundance, to be someone who is making contributions and not just that. not earning money just so I can have a lot or keep a lot to myself, but really so I can spread it and, and uplift everyone around me. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped Podcast. Hey guys, we are so happy to be with you guys today. Um, we actually have a surprise for you because you know on this show, we just don't do things lightly and um, this week we have we've got chad we've got chad so we've got chad come back yeah i told we you had, i told you who we're back we I were told fortunate you. to have chad <laughs> in two of the episodes uh i think in season two yeah of, 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 our, of our series and we've got chad back so we we've got chad willardson um i'll let chad you know give us a a very very short introduction but essentially you know i know chad is someone who helps high net worth entrepreneurs to enjoy a lifestyle of financial freedom He's got so many things going for him. I, you know, f- for me, listening, it wouldn't do it justice. So, Chad, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. Excellent. Welcome. Excellent. So, I guess it's it, we're, we're all in that festive spirit right now, right? And, uh, you know, in the lead up to that, you have just published an incredible book, although we're yet to read it. We've kind of skim read it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the book is entitled uh, Smart, Smart, Not, not spoiled. spoiled. Right? Yeah. So for the for our listeners, today's topic is really all around how do we empower and enrich our children to really understand all things about money. Yeah, really. Right. So without how do we, further, how do we raise not to be spoiled brats for yeah. the same time? <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I really, I, you know, I'm, I was keen to you know to, to get you on the show to ask you. Yeah, what made you publish your latest book, yeah. uh, Chad? I mean, what, what was the inspiration behind it? Smart, smart, not spoiled. So as a father of five and a, a financial expert, I feel like it's it's on the top of my mind all, all the time, really thinking about how to raise kids to be financially thoughtful, financially savvy, and frankly, like you said, not to be spoiled. And it's something that's not taught in the public education system. Yeah, And most families, I think, struggle knowing what to teach, how to teach, when do I start, how young is too young to talk to my kids about money stuff. And so inevitably, kids graduate and they head off to university or college and they they don't know much about money. And so I was inspired to write and publish this book because I really wanted to give something that was simple and clear and had 
some very practical ideas and stories to teach people how to be, basically how to raise their kids to be money smart and not spoiled. Love that. And, and it always intrigues me why this level of uh, knowledge or wisdom isn't taught in schools. Have you got any take on that? I think one of the reasons is that the teachers, and I love, I love the teachers out there, but I don't think they're the right people to deliver that message in most cases. Right. Uh, they themselves maybe don't have the financial freedom skills that would need to be taught. Um, and I think the challenge is people feel very differently about money, depending on your background and where you came from and, and what your blueprint is from when you were a child. And so therefore, it people maybe the school system worries about shaping the ideas about money. But what I think in this book is I'm giving things that are facts. So mm-hmm. I'm not giving a lot of, I'm not giving too many opinions in the book. So no yeah. matter how you feel about it or what background you come from, you can look at it and say, these are things that my kids need to learn to help them be successful in their future. And so there's, it's really black and white. Like kids are going to deal when they become adults, they're going to deal with taxes. They're going to deal with loans. They're going to deal with, cash flow and investing and retirement and giving and, and all these different topics that we just don't teach them. So I don't know why it's not taught. I've spoken at many, many large school events Mm -hmm. and I kind of am very blunt about it. And I say the school system is failing you guys when it comes to financial preparedness. And uh, I'm happy to at least finally have something out there that will solve a little bit of that issue. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, I mean, you know, obviously you and Michael have identified it's not in school, it's not been taught, but as parents, what can we do differently? How can we, you know, incorporate the discussion around finance, money, savings to children? Step one is to start having money conversations, even if it's once a week to say, you know what, once a week, I'm going to talk about something related to money in my family, whatever your family might look like, you need to start having those conversations. In the book, I cite a study that says parents are more comfortable talking about drugs and sex than money. It's just a taboo topic. Parents just don't talk about it. And so what I, what the goal is, is this book is super easy to, to actually just pull out when you're with a child or your family and say, guys, let's, let's talk about one concept that I learned about in this book. Here's a cool story. You know, here's an activity. I have activities at the end of every chapter. We're yeah, going to do one activity a week mm-hmm. and talk about this concept and see it. And it's easy. Uh, here's a simple, <laughs> the, the activity about taxes, okay? So I have five kids, and we go out to eat at restaurants once in a while. Mm-hmm. And when we go out to eat, I will take the first bite of all of my kids' meals. especially if it's dessert i'm going to take a big bite of their dessert before they get to touch it and i'm going to say oh man this is your taxes taxes right now i love that i'm trying to teach you how to be financially responsible and by doing that i also i also get to taste all these delicious meals but yeah uh, it's kind of funny because they know that they got to pay taxes off the top and so i'm just i'm just reminding them that when you get a paycheck when you're older you're yeah. going to owe some taxes. That's just a simple concept. But my youngest son, uh, we, we were out uh, around Thanksgiving and there was pie and ice cream and stuff. And I took this 
pretty big bite out of his dessert and he's a little guy so he was fine but he kind of got a little frustrated and he says at the dinner table at the restaurant he says dad i hate taxes <laughs> and, and i said i said me too son me too so i said you're learning aren't you you know that's right but yeah he didn't say you know dad this is so mean why are you eating my food I love that he actually, you know, thought about it like, okay, there's a cost that I'm aware of now where most kids, yeah. he's only six years old. Wow. So uh, I, I just think having these conversations, even in the simplest way, can help kids think about money concepts. So when they get older and they're off on their own and they're in their 20s, it's not something that's brand new to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love the fact that, you know, you're, you're teaching them actually two lessons because it's actually learning how to share. Um, That's true. It's so important true. because, you know, I think some people just grow up eating their, having their own meals and then before you know it, they just, they're selfish. Do you know what I mean? True. So that's true. fantastic as well at the same time. Um, but leading on, you said your son was six and often at times, what would you, people would say, oh, it was a bit too young for me to, to teach, you know, my, my kid, um, about money. So ideally, what would be your argument to that? What age is a suitable age or is there a suitable age? My response to that is that kids are learning about money, whether you teach them or not. Mm, They're yeah. watching how you spend. They're watching your habits at the grocery store. Um, if you use Amazon, they watch that you can click something on a phone and a box shows up tomorrow on the porch. They're learning how the world works by watching you. So if you swipe a card and then you get to walk away with food or walk away with groceries, they something in their head goes off and they say, oh, if I have that card, I can pick stuff out. So even at an age four or five or six, you can actually talk simply about money. You can say mommy goes to work and mommy earns money. And when I earn money, part of that money goes to buy the food that we eat each day. Or when we turn on the lights and we turn on the hot water, part of that is the money that I'm working for in my work, in my job, in my business. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's any downside to having simple money conversations with a child who is five years old or six years old or seven years old. They start to learn, you know, they start to learn how the world works. I tell the story in the book, but we were at Disneyland and we were leaving Disneyland after a long day. And we're about to go to the parking lot to drive home. And there's the salesperson with all these glow-in-the-dark Mickey Mouse balloons. As they do. And the, <laughs> and the balloons are so ridiculously expensive and unnecessary. And one of my younger children says, can we get balloons before we go so we can remember this fun day at Disneyland? And I just thought, there's no way I'm paying $100 for five balloons right now. We already spent plenty of money. Mm -hmm. at Disneyland. And so I said something to that effect of, no, we've, we've spent enough money today and had a lot of fun and we're not going to get balloons this time. And his comment was, well, dad, just go to that machine over there and just pull some of that money out and then you can get the balloons. <laughs> so it's like the, the money machine, you know, the ATM yes. machine, it's the money machine. Yes. So it's like, if we don't teach them where that money comes from, then everything is just abstract. And yeah. so even, even from a very young age, we can start helping to shape their thoughts and their approach about money in a healthy way. Excellent. I love that. 
So I want to I want to hound in more in the book. You know, um, you've just released it. How long did um, it take you from start to finish to 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 start? You know, smart not spoiled. This book uh, took a lot less time for me because I feel like it's just all in my head. It's it's just my real life experiences. So this book more than the other one has it has a lot of pictures of me and my kids and excuse me, our family. And it has just lots of stories. And so it, it took me less than 10 months to write it start to finish. I think it was a lot easier just because these are, these are just experiences that I'm living every day. Yeah. And so when I had my older two kids age 16 and 13 or 16 and 14 now read the book. And they basically said, we've heard all these, (laughs) we've heard all these (laughs) lessons and stories. So nothing was too new, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, this was definitely an easy book for me to write because it's something I'm very passionate about and it's something that I'm living every day. Great. What's your um, your, your most exciting chapter, would you say? It's a good question. I like, oh man, I don't know. The, the seventh chapter, the last one, is on giving generously. Right. And I share some of the stories of how we've tried to teach our kids generosity and charitable service and sharing and giving. And I think that's... I ended with that chapter on purpose because I think it's the most impactful to teach to teach young people to to look at the world as a place to be a giver of abundance, to be someone who is making contributions and not just that. not earning money just so I can have a lot or keep a lot to myself, but really so I can spread it and and uplift everyone around me. So I think that chapter really puts a nice finish on the on the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, um, one thing that we, we're, we're seeing now, obviously, in the digital world is a lot of people are using um, different types of medium, especially social media, to demonstrate, like, their family life and, you know, how they just document just document how their family life is. Right. But you've obviously done that with um, the book, obviously, we've demonstrated about money and, you know, love the fact that you've incorporated your children at the same time. How was that? It was how, fun. How do they feel? <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. I, they're... Uh... <laughs> My six-year-old, no, maybe no, maybe it was Bentley, my eight-year-old daughter. I said, Bentley, I got to show you this book that just came out. This is the second book that Daddy wrote, and I showed her a picture of the family, and I showed her a picture of her inside the book, and she was like, "Dad, are, are we famous or something now?" <laughs> yes, She's girl, like, you famous? <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, not really, but uh, not yet." <laughs> But you're you're in a book that's going to help a lot of people. So and she's like, "Oh, that's yeah. really cool." So it's been it's been fun because we've had great conversations, and I, I recorded the audiobook in my own voice, and my kids excellent have, have been listening to that just to excellent. reiterate the principles. So yeah, and, and I also great. love I, I I love the stories. I love um, the fact that you had some very some of your very old legacy photos. There's yeah. one of you. Uh, working, I think, on the yard or something. Yeah, in the backyard. Um, and then I can see your dad in in in, in a f- far distance, just watching over you. That was just amazing. It's just Thank you. timeless. Um, Thank you. But it goes to show, you know, that you work, you serve, and then yeah. obviously you, you you get money through that, right? Money just doesn't, it doesn't grow in trees. You yeah. got to right. serve to get the right. to make the money. So um, I, I I really love that, love that, and I can't wait to get stuck in that book. I, I can't wait. No, I know. I think we need to get another copy. Specifically, <laughs> bought that for my nephew, 
Um, and of course, we've probably got a few that we need to buy for yeah. for other other kids yeah. as well, right? So, Thank you. so guys, if you um, get a copy for Christmas, you know, don't be disheartened. Be that's excited. right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, that's right. In, in sticking with the themes of of you know practical steps and key takeaways, uh, can you share maybe a couple of key takeaways uh, for parents that that may be listening? Yeah. So some of the key takeaways for parents. Number one, I would say decide maybe set aside a time or maybe if you have a meal together during the week with your family pick a specific day or a specific time where you say we're going to have a money conversation and you might even have the kids choose a topic and say what is something you want to talk about Um, get if you get their input it's not going to be like a, a lecture from mom or from dad it's going to be something that they're actually engaged and invested in yeah. So the greatest thing you can have is when they ask questions. So one of my sons asked me recently, he's like, dad. So he just started asking a lot of investment questions after reading, after reading chapter one, he was like, so if we invest a lot of money and it grows, um, could we live off of that investment instead of working at a job? And you know, we talked about how investments grow and how investments can pay interest. And he, he just got really fascinated about the potential of being an investor. And he's in, you know, he's 14 years old. So he's, he's getting of age to really get into the, you know, the more heavier topics, personal finance versus my little kids. So yeah. I think the key takeaway, though, really the first step is to schedule specific times that you can have once a week, a money conversation. Another key takeaway is kids are learning from you about money no matter what, whether you like it or not, they're already learning from you. So you might as well be intentional and you might as well talk to them about it because whatever they see you do, if they see you fight or get angry or frustrated or stressed about money all the time, they're going to carry that with them forever. They're going to think money is negative. Money is dangerous. Money is harmful. Money causes family problems. And so, look, I've had arguments with my spouse over over money in my my marriage. I've been married 20 years. So we've had disagreements about money. Everyone does. But I think it's important to make an intentional effort to have positive conversations around money or talk about what it means to us so that our kids can see the positives of it. And our kids can see like, Oh, you can do good things with money. Yeah. Uh, It's money is not just what the villain in the movie has a lot of like, it's not like money creates bad people. Money is just an amplifier. It's a tool and it really will just magnify whatever you do. So, your kids are watching you. Your kids are learning from you. And I think if you if you want to pass on a legacy with values and things like that, then you've got to start paying attention to how you talk about money and how you treat money in front of your kids. Now, very well said and very well put. Some very, very poignant, poignant points. Uh, what, what What's next for you then, uh, Chad, in terms of educating kids in, you know, in finance? Big, big announcement. Big announcement. I think Love we talked that. about it potentially. I don't remember if we talked about it in the last season, but uh, I'm creating an app, a financial literacy app that yes. will disrupt the banks on what they do currently for kids. And it's the company is called Gravy Stack. Saw that on your LinkedIn. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So it's yes. It's gravystack.com. You can add yourself to the waitlist. It's free. Yes. 
we're, we're coming out with an app in April or May of 2022 as our target. Yes. Uh, we hired, we hired some executives from Amazon pay from Venmo, from PayPal, some very, very high level executives and thinkers to help us with this. Uh, we were on the phone with potential investors. I'm just potential right now, but yes, of Damon, John and Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Very wow. well known, big, okay. big people. So yes, we're, yes. we're swinging big right now. Uh, I love that. So we're, we're really looking to create something that kids are excited about that will teach yeah. them about money and that will actually help them learn to earn money. So that's, that's the next big thing I'm working on. And it, 2022 it could be it could be a major strikeout or it could be something that's really big and awesome we'll see yeah let, let, let's talk offline and uh, yeah. we might be you know if, <laughs> that's, that's if there are any opportunities to invest we might be yeah, interested but yeah I, I did see it on your LinkedIn and I was going to ask you offline but yeah thank you for sharing that of course this is yes. incredible well guys keep your eyes peeled um if I was you, I'll be joining that waiting list. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that after this. Um, but Chad, thank you so much. And thank you for coming back onto Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, and we wish you all the great best, you know, um, lots of exciting stuff going on. There's lots going on. Yeah. I mean, you always got lots going on yourself. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just want to say thank you, Chad. Yeah, really, really. Thank you. It's a privilege to have you back on the show. And uh we look forward to your next venture. We look forward to the news in 2022. Appreciate it. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. So listeners, there you go. Chad Willardson at Smart Not Spoiled wrapped up. Uh, Thank you once again, Chad. And remember, inch by inch, you form a stitch. And yard by yard, it gets harder. Excellent, guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Take care. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.